Social media is the ultimate equalizer. It gives a voice and a platform to anyone willing to engage. Amy Jo Martin. And I'm Carrie. And today we're going to be talking about a much-awaited topic, witch talk and the witch aesthetic. And if you're new joining us, um, we try and put out new videos uh, dealing with different topics and, you know, the witchcraft and witchcraft community. Uh, we try and do every week. Sometimes it's the longer because so, some people get sick. <laughs> but um, yeah, stay tuned and hope you enjoy. So I do apologize for the delay in this episode. I did end up getting sick. I was 100% unable to even speak. So definitely can't record a podcast if you can't talk. No. Um, okay, so. Witch talk. Witch talk. Let's, let's do this. The good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> so we had previously attempted to record this and... I utterly failed, but hopefully we fix the issue. But like that recording, like I'm kind of glad we're recording it because it was just draining. It was a to very, very emotional, difficult thing. We laughed. We cried. We'd made merry. We found our true loves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, so with witch talk. It has some good. It has some bad. I have been more onto TikTok, like the app itself, and getting into different, like, different parts of TikTok. And I do go into the Witch Talk community more so than I think you do. I really, I really don't use TikTok that much. I have uploaded, I think, a grand total of maybe seven videos, and most of them aren't even really videos. <laughs> They're just yeah. Uh, things that i was like oh this is cool but stalk around i i tried posting and it got flagged and removed <laughs> i don't blame tiktok on that one <laughs> that was my own damn fault so you know it happens yeah i just i don't know i i struggle with tiktok i'm too old i think i think we all are except you know certain group but then it's not made for us. We just kind of... Yeah. We're millennials. Let us in. Yeah. There's good and bad. There is. Um, I would say that, you know, your benefit of witch talk and the witch talk community is definitely, like, for, you know, beginner witches. Like, you get to see a lot of different spell works being done, different practitioners, and you kind of get a sense of, like, if you were confused before on where to go, this kind of gives you that like bird's eye view mm -hmm. of like, hey, this is my practice. Whereas back in our day, back in my day, <laughs> we went to the library. I think witch talk is definitely good for the beginner. But I mean that in the sense of like really, really beginner. But at the same time, it's also full of a lot of things that I definitely think are harmful or dangerous for a beginner. Oh, 
that they will have trouble navigating. But I think if you can find the right people to follow Mm -hmm. and the right advice to follow, I think there's some really cool stuff in there. There's amazing, brilliant witches on there that will give you the right information, but there are also many that will give you the wrong. I mean, like, there's even just... We talked about this when we tried to record before. There's also just some kind of cool little ideas to steal from people, like just the way that they have something set up or like the certain tools that they've modified to use in their practice. Like some of that stuff's kind of fun to mm-hmm. see, like what other people are doing. Yeah. And I know I've learned definitely, you know, a lot more. Yeah. And just be like, hey, you know, this idea I'd never thought of, or you know what, maybe I should work a spell this way, or maybe yeah. I should incorporate this a little bit more um then you have the people who to put it bluntly use the witch talk community and the witch aesthetic as a trend for right now Mm -hmm. and um i believe you know correct me if i'm wrong but i believe it was witchfoot who put it you know beautifully like these people who are in the community, are they going to be witches in five years? Yeah, that's that's a really important thing that I, I highly agree with, that you see all these people embracing the witch aesthetic, which I think will circle back to the whole aesthetic thing. Yeah. But it, it's popular right now mm-hmm. to be a witch, and it seems cool to call yourself a witch. And this is probably the biggest time in history where and again i could be wrong here but i'd venture to say i'm not this is probably one of the first times in history where you can just walk out into the street and literally scream i'm a witch mm-hmm. and people are going to be like that's cool and what's yeah. your point Instead i mean of being like burn her <laughs> yeah i still kind of feel weird calling myself a witch because i still like yes i i know who i am i know i'm pagan when it comes to the witch, I still have that, like, well, am I, mm. you know, aspect. Like, and I mean, we've touched on this before with, you know, doing witchcraft at your own, you know. Your own pace. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's definitely, it's definitely created a lot of space between the actual work and the aesthetic where I feel like what's being lost with social media in general is the study. Yeah. And obviously witchcraft is not just purely study, but it's really, really, really important. Do your research. Yeah. Like, Don't let, you know, you. no one is going to hold your hand through every little thing. Yeah. And I mean, you and I have touched on the whole topic of being called a baby witch. Yeah. And how that... You know, we view it, yeah, and it degrades your practice. Yeah, I I think we'll come back to that in a second, but to just go back to Witch Talk itself, there's there's definitely some really cool people on there. I know that um, I can't for the life of me remember his name, and part of me wants to look it up for the sake of giving them the shout out, but another part of me is like, just talk and get things done. Um but there's a guy on there who's a fucking really cool witch that does some really fun stuff and he's very blunt and I appreciate it. He's straightforward and he knows his shit. He he seems to know his shit and I'm all about that. And I understand that, you know, the the problem with 
TikTok, though, is that you have between 15 seconds and one minute to explain what you're doing. But that's not even enough for me to explain to you one candle color meaning. Mm -hmm. I can easily sit here in 15 seconds and say, okay, black is, you know, going to help you repel negativity. But that's that's not even the surface of everything you can do. So the these little bit sizes of information, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. It's it's nice, but I mean, I guess since Halloween's right around the corner, it's like getting your little fun size piece of candy. But you know, the whole candy bar would be a lot better. Yeah, yeah. it's a good stepping stone. Yeah, we'll put it that way. And I mean, if it also brings you in your young years to realize like, hey, you know what? This is really, this resonates with me. This is the path I should be. Great, welcome aboard. We have cookies. (laughs) And wine. When you're old enough. When you're old enough. (laughs) But like, that's wonderful. I'm glad that it is bringing, you know, the younger generation to learning the craft and to becoming, you know, to come into oneself. Yeah. That being said, it can have its negative yeah. aspects to it. Yeah. It's I I honestly when I go through witch talk, I end up getting more annoyed. I get exhausted cuz I'm like there's drama this week, there's a new thing this week, like you know, next week there's Yeah. I think One of the things that really bothered me the most was the, if you're seeing this TikTok, this message is for you. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. No, it is not. That message is not for you. It's not for anybody. You just drew a random card Mm -hmm. or you grabbed your pendulum and put a random thing out there and you did not direct your energy in any fucking way. Mm -hmm. And there's no way that you have this one answer for thousands, hundreds, millions, whatever your view number is, mm-hmm. there's no way, no fucking way that that reading was for everybody. Because that loses the connection it is to the actual person who it should have been for. You know what actually is reaching you? Your algorithm. Yeah. That's it. It's all just algorithm. It's all about what you clicked and it, it's what you like. That's all that's reaching you. Mm-hmm. So those ones really, really bother me. Every single time I see them, I'm like, no, this message isn't for me. Mm-hmm. When, no, you're just grabbing, grabbing at random yeah. things and saying, this is for you. And this kind of plays into the whole thing that I, depending on how I release these episodes, may have talked about before, but it's the Barnum effect. Mm-hmm. You say anything vaguely enough, it'll sound like it works for you. Yeah. No. You, I could sit here and, you know, say, I've got a message for somebody who feels like they put a lot of themselves out there and gets very little back. Oh, my God, it's me. Yeah. it. Everybody can resonate with that in some way. It's a vague, easy statement. Yeah. And that's all those are. It's just a vague, easy go-to, I can get a shit ton of views this way and maybe get a sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And also, like... I've seen a surge, maybe like a few weeks ago, I saw more of it, of very toxic and bad information going out there. Like? 
like drinking mugwort. Oh, yes. That was another thing we did talk about. The consumption and smoking of random fucking herbs. Don't do this. Unless you talk to your doctor and they say it's okay. Yeah. Definitely talk to a doctor before doing anything. Now, you know, I... If I'm not mistaken, the whole drinking mugwort tea, as long as it's not in high dosage, is not as toxic. But yeah. at the same time, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physician. Like, I do not know. The thing is, is like, I mean, you can take a lot of things that are toxic in moderation and get, you know, the magical or healing properties of them. Like how um, we do lithium for people who are mm-hmm. depressed. That is a super toxic thing. In small doses, in accurate doses, it can be helpful. Mm-hmm. But you need to monitor that. You need to be careful with stuff like that. Then, like, even you and I, yeah. we could both sit here and eat the exact same thing, and we're both going to react differently. Mm-hmm. I can eat Pizza Hut all day long and not have diarrhea. Most people cannot say that. <laughs> See, I have no effect to Taco Bell. Yeah, me neither. And I fucking love Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. I want my fucking potatoes back. See, that's not what I had. I usually had a quesarito, and they took that away. Same. Quesarito, gone. Potatoes, gone. Now they want to get rid of the Mexican pizza. You know what? As far as I'm concerned, I don't care about Taco Bell. See, I still have my cheesy bean and rice burrito, so I'm good. I can't eat beans. That's your own personal problem. <laughs> Sucks to be you. It does. Beans are delicious. Especially in my chili, which you never eat because you don't want to eat beans. can't eat beans. You can't if we shove it down your throat fast enough. I'll throw up. That's the only reason why I can't eat beans is they make me throw up. <laughs> okay, okay, back on top. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like eating and drinking things is one thing. But like you said, with this whole like consumption of stuff, the one thing that I was getting annoyed with is... People rolling up and smoking random stuff. Mm -hmm. Guys, there's not very many studies on smoking a lot of this stuff. First of all, I mean, here's, you know, the goody-goody in me. It's just like, smoking in general is bad for your health. Any sort of smoke going into your lungs is not good for you. Mm -hmm. But that being said, like, I'm not going to... Like, if you smoke, you smoke. That's not your thing. That's fine. But, like... I see people like rolling up rose petals and, you know, like some other stuff and they're mixing it with their weed or they're just smoking it straight up. And I'm like, dude, like there's not exactly a shit ton of studies on smoking whatever you found in your backyard. Mm -hmm. So maybe be careful. And it's it's easy to get caught up in that, you know, mystical state of mind. And like, don't get me wrong. I think it's really like aesthetically and from the you know mystical standpoint i kind of like the idea of rolling up like you know my own little version of like a cigarette or a joint or whatever and it's actually full of all of these you know magical properties excuse me and intentions that i've put into it and being able to smoke it and release that into the air like i love that idea but i also don't want to get sick from smoking a spell yeah now a lot of this that we're talking about is also our opinions 
so also like not everything we're going to say is going to be like aligned with your beliefs and that's fine. There's going to be a difference of opinion. Just wanted to put that disclaimer out there that this is just our opinions. Yeah. Um, also going back to like different things and different trends, I've seen like, oh, hey, did you hear Moldavite is apparently the newest like it girl when it comes to crystals? apparently it's like one of the strongest crystals i didn't look into it but that was a whole thing and it's like oh you weren't one of the popular ones unless you got moldavite and just different trends you see what that sounds like madness i just <sighs> insert really obscure crystal that's probably stupid expensive here and tell everybody to go buy it that's what i'm hearing yeah pretty much and that like you see that when it comes to even like the new tiktok dances they'll be here for like five minutes go viral and then it's on to the next one and that's what i've started seeing when it comes to like the new like the witch talk like hey go and get this crystal go and get this herb go and do this don't do that like mm -hmm. it's all going to be a five second trend and it kind of reinforces that general negative view that we had even you know way before tiktok with social media is the keeping up with the joneses thing mm -hmm where there's always something new, always something that you have to go out and get and you have to have in order to be the best of whatever. And you don't. You don't have to have any of this shit. You can be working with the twig you found outside. Yeah. You're fine. In fact, you're probably better. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I just... It's all into the aesthetic. It is. It's just so aesthetically driven and... I've, as terrible as it sounds, when it comes to a lot of TikToks for witch talk, I've actually found that I like more the witches who are getting fed up mm -hmm. and going on TikTok and being a bitch about it. I like them a lot more than the people who are trying to educate, honestly. Yeah, because those witches, like, they've been around the block. Mm -hmm. They know the spells and hexes. Mm -hmm. They know how to give it back if need be. Yeah. They don't go around cursing the moon. <laughs> or the fae <laughs> yeah. or whichever one you decide this week but yeah. like come on guys like it's there's a difference between actually knowing your craft and becoming into your craft and going with the aesthetic and I think you and I talked about this yesterday where when it comes to the term witch aesthetic like yeah we like the witch aesthetic mm -hmm. we're witches makes sense for us but is it a witch aesthetic or is it a new age goth aesthetic? Yeah, I'm definitely kind of on the it's a new age goth aesthetic. And I actually, the more I think about it and the more I let it marinate in my brain, the more I kind of think the whole witch aesthetic thing is one insulting. First, as far as it being insulting, witchcraft itself is not a religion. However, witchcraft is practiced in tandem with a lot of religions and when you think about it that way, it's kind of like putting hashtag Muslim, hashtag Christian, like a Christian aesthetic, yeah. Muslim aesthetic. Yeah. Like it's hashtag Hindu aesthetic. Like your religion is not an aesthetic. Yeah, your religion is not an aesthetic. Just like, you know, like, like this is my spiritual practice. My spiritual practice is not an aesthetic. Mm -hmm. It's a very personal, deep journey. And something that I've cultivated for many, many years. And I have experienced, you know, so many highs and lows with. And you're summing it up to an aesthetic. 
So in that aspect, I think that it can be very insulting. And that's why we say it's the goth aesthetic, Mm -hmm. not so much a witch aesthetic. Like, yeah, there's witchy aspects. Like, it's also, I can't go and, you know, get the new Kelstar hat. I can't go and spend half of my paycheck, half of my mortgage payment on a new crystal because it's the new thing. And, you know, I got to make sure I'm to the, you know, algorithm and, like, look at my new aesthetic to get lots of views. Like, no, that's not, like, that's how I would also view it as. Yeah, yeah, definitely, it's definitely a sell cash grab. Because, I mean, again, I say this, I I love the witch aesthetic. I really do. It's, like, it's an aesthetic that I definitely hashtag on my Instagram. And I love it. I think it's beautiful. But I also look through it and I see all these people wearing like Killstar stuff. I see them wearing, you know, these um, like black melt clothing and other things like that. And I'm just like, that's like most of my car payment Mm -hmm. for one article, like just for that top, that shirt alone is the majority of my car payment. That entire outfit that this person is wearing is my rent and my car payment Mm -hmm. and then maybe a bill on top of that yeah that's why i'm glad we're not filming because i'm saying this shit like drinking my kill star (laughs) which ginger ale it's okay (laughs) we can have our hypocrisies (laughs) the whole witch aesthetic hashtag thing it's it's weird for me because the way that i dress definitely fits into that you know hashtag witch aesthetic and i fucking use that as as a hashtag like no shame don't care but i'd been dressing like that long before Mm -hmm. that was a hashtag long before hashtags were hashtags yeah i'm gonna start the hashtag cozy goth because that's what i do i'm just a cozy goth yeah in my little human cocoon (laughs) which i mean it's fine as a thing and And i'm not okay with it yeah we're not saying it's bad to dress in this aesthetic it's it's not like if honestly enjoy the alt community we love you you know we're accepting we love it like yeah but that being said and i guess i could go with like any type of thing like anything could be a trend like when I was in, like, fourth grade, I may have had a preppy, tra- like, you know, phase. I had a beatnik phase. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, like, really hardcore. Like, I had a black beret and everything. Mm-hmm. Straight up beatnik phase. I um, had a pinup phase for, like, two days, and then I realized I yeah. can't afford this. Yeah, but witch talk. So, the thing is, is that what I found, too, is that um there really wasn't much as far as actual education Mm -hmm. or like a push towards education i think it was mostly it's just kind of a collection of like here's a spell jar and they're all made the exact same way Mm -hmm. i put an incense inside the jar i filled it with this crystal and herb and this intention and then i sealed it with wax and then called it a spell yeah, and then you never followed up with it. But overall, there really wasn't a lot of videos that seemed to 
deeply educate. Yeah, and that's why, you know, going back to this, it it's great for, like, your beginner stepping stone into the craft you want, into your practice. But don't let it be your only. It definitely can't be. Nothing, no one thing can be your only. Yeah. I mean, even there's apparently a new phrase that I've learned recently is the armchair witch, which is somebody who spends all their time reading and studying and not doing. Which, okay, I, I understand where that whole thing comes mm-hmm. from. And honestly, it's kind of a cute term. I'm kind of for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, we can sit here and say you have to read, you have to read, and you do but you have to practice as well. Yeah. There's there's so much more to witchcraft than just picking up a pendulum and calling yourself a witch. Mm-hmm. Like every single thing has a deeper meaning in some way, whether it's directly tied to witchcraft or not. And it's important to actually learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know some of our opinions may come off a little harsh and you know if it offends you sorry which i'm sure if you know anyone listens to us like they may like what you know and agree with what we say or they may hate us they probably hate us i should say they probably hate me (laughs) i don't know you're a likable person i'm not am i though you are am i i wish we had a chat (laughs) Can we do a chat room? I want a chat room. <laughs> but I don't know. I just ugh, TikTok. It just makes me want to crawl in a hole. Yeah. yeah. What sucks though is like we have like we kind of just I wouldn't say like degraded witch talk. But at the same time it's like we kind of put it down and then we're, you know, oh, it'd be nice to use witch talk to promote our podcast. Yeah. I mean, I still enjoy witch talk. It's just I'm trying to get my like algorithm. Algorithm. (laughs) Words are hard. (laughs) Trying to get mine set to only show witches and people I like and I follow and I agree with. It's I think the problems with witch talk are problems with all social media. But I think the the thing that makes that makes TikTok particularly difficult to navigate and difficult to accept is that unlike when you go on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, you're not just being shown things whether or not you follow them, whether or not you like them. Yeah. You are seeing what you choose to see on those particular platforms. Mm-hmm. TikTok, however... You log on, and you're just immediately flooded with shit that this, you know, system thinks you'll like. Whether you're following it or not, whether it's actually applicable to you or not, whether or not it's actually even accurately hashtagged. Yeah, that's another thing that I started noticing. We already know from a lot of studies how heavily social media affects our mental health. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you're throwing spiritual stuff at that that is attacking, like, our spiritual practices. Like, honestly, I think that's part of why last time we tried to record this, like, this was so draining. is because it's yeah. a toll on us mentally and spiritually. 
and going through witch talk and stuff, seeing all that, it's it's a mental and spiritual drain. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm going to go on TikTok to, you know, to witch talk, like, I want to be, I want to enjoy my experience. I want to maybe learn something that I didn't know before. Or I want to see, like, hey, that looks fun. You know, maybe I should incorporate that into my, you know, everyday thing. But I don't, like, it gets so draining. It does. And it gets so toxic. And everybody has beef with everybody. Why can't we just, you know, I want to bake a cake of rainbows and smiles and... (laughs) You know, why can't we all just get along? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> yeah, I I wanted to like Witch Talk. I really, truly did. I don't think it's terrible. Mm-hmm. But it's just... It's just so blah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, you know, I would say the good thing about it is I have found, you know, some different practicers, practice, practitioners, practitioners uh, that I follow on Instagram, thinking about getting readings from them mm-hmm. and like branching it out. So I'm not just strictly like, hey, I got to follow all of the content just on TikTok. Like I can find them on other platforms and like reference back to them easier than scrolling through like five different like five million things that I've liked mm-hmm. because the new thing is the YMCA Mothman videos and <laughs> now I absolutely adore those yeah I mean I think TikTok is it's definitely really awesome in the fact that your reach is so broad and you're able to find a much wider audience especially because i mean i say this as a small business owner instagram and facebook has been fucking people with their algorithm super hard it's bullshit i'm honestly over it it's frustrating i say that as somebody who basically does all my business and i practically live on instagram but i mean not just myself like even some of my other friends who are small business owners and artists and stuff we've all seen our interaction our engagement our everything just dropping because they keep fucking changing the algorithm they don't let us actually reach people mm-hmm. tiktok on the other hand it's organic in its reach it's the way it should be in its reach where you know you, you can find people who weren't necessarily looking for you but i mean shit now that they saw something by you maybe they like you or maybe they don't whatever mm-hmm. that's really cool and it's cool because you can find somebody and be like, you know what, I really like you. I'm going to go follow you, you know, on something a bit more steady. Yeah. Like Facebook or Instagram or if you have, you know, a group, I'll join your group or whatever. But, I mean, that's one good thing about them. Again, though, you have to wade through the bombardment of a million other people, though. Like, I'm not trying to sound completely negative to TikTok because... I think at the end of the day, the way I see TikTok is that I'm too old for TikTok. Mm-hmm. I I accept my place <laughs> as the old person. It's, you know, a, a thing for the new generation. Yeah. Which, fine. If that's how new people are going to be exposed to things, great. I'm glad that you have found a way to communicate with people, and I hope that it brings positivity into your life somehow and that it helps you learn and grow 
do I agree with a lot of what's going on there? No. But that could just be the old person in me talking as well. Yeah, I'm, I view it as, like, I'm kind of bored with, like, every other social media thing, so I just need something to just let my mind wander and, like, not have to really think about something. I can just watch this and I don't have to sit through, like, a 15, 18 minute, 20 minute video on YouTube Mm -hmm. of somebody I may or may not care about. I get 15 to, you know, 60 seconds of somebody that I can just scroll right past or see something that I'm like, hey, that's cool. So I enjoy it for that simple distracting. Yeah. Yeah. Though, is it going to be my go-to when it comes to my practice? No. Do I learn some new things that are beneficial? Absolutely. Do I learn some things that may be harmful? Yes. Everything when it comes to social, social, uh, social media is good or bad. I do have a feeling like if we ever decided to film this and we just talk shit about the witch aesthetic and then we'll come in like with our wide brim hats and our black lipstick. That's the problem though. Like I I want to offer important information, but at the same time I'm well aware of my hypocrisy. I have black stiletto nails on. I am all for wearing the wide brim hat. I'm all for wearing the pointy witch hat. I am all for wearing the black dress. And I think our issue with that is just saying like, oh, it's a witch aesthetic. It's just frustrating too because it's like, I mean, regardless of how I feel about, you know, all these specific things and how they actually work and all that stuff, but it's just like, I understand people who are like I just find like crystals really cool and I just find Ouija boards really cool and I just find tarot cards really cool and all that stuff and I I get that but also understand that these are things that are actually used in spiritual practice these are things with a deep history these are things that when you put them together in a certain way can even come off as insulting Yeah. if you're not like it's it's more about doing things with like understanding and reverence and respect yeah i think a big which i don't know if you want to put this in or not like the g word oh you can say it like the gypsy aesthetic yeah that is that pisses me off beyond all belief (laughs) and saying like i have a you know a gypsy soul like oh i hate it so much so I do apologize. Like you're fine. Like you can you can say it. It it is what it is. But I mean, like Halloween is tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I think at least for me, like being Romani or as most people would call me, Gypsy, um, like when I go to Halloween parties, it's like when you see people dressed up like a quote unquote Gypsy. I would find it way less offensive if you actually dressed up like a fortune teller. And, like, if you did have, like, you know, your Spirit Halloween pack of tarot cards and, you know, your ruffle skirt with a headscarf and coins and stuff, if you actually, like, oh, I'm dressed up as a fortune teller, I'd be like, that's fine, because a fortune teller is a profession. It's a job. Yeah. It's what somebody chooses to do as a profession. And, yeah, like, circus fortune tellers dressed that way, mm-hmm. which, you know, regardless of them, you know ripping off, you know, different cultures and how they dress, 
aside, like, it's a thing. Yeah. Just like, you know, it's not uncommon to see strong men dressed with, you know, the leopard print unitard thing. It, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's a profession. It is what it is. But when I've got, you know, somebody walking around in this short little slutty quote-unquote gypsy costume and I'm like you have no idea how wrong you are on a million levels mm-hmm. um like that's where it starts to become offensive yeah when you're just openly mocking my culture and you know nothing about it especially because it's like the fact that I can't even tell you that you're mocking my culture and say like you're mocking Romani people without you being like I'm not doing anything to Romanian people like I did not say Romanian like the fact that I can't even explain to you what my culture is without using a racial slur. Yeah. Here you are, going like hashtag gypsy soul. Like no bitch. Mm-hmm. No. It's just remember that when you use these hashtags and these aesthetics and stuff, just remember that you know there, there are people who actually are of these practices, are of these cultures. Like these are part of their lives. All right. I guess we'll sign off because I I think I think I think we made our points. I think we made- we're both kind of hitting that drained. It's bedtime. Point. All right. You want to do the sign off? I always do the sign off. You do the sign off. I don't want to do the sign off. I don't know what to say. Fine, I'll do the sign off. So for this sign off, since it should be airing on Halloween. Hopefully, if not, oh, well, we're a little late and I'm doing this anyway because I fucking feel like it. Instead of telling you to beware of some sort of mythical creature, we're going to remind you of the rules of Halloween a la trick-or-treats. Rule number one, never blow out a jack-o'-lantern. Rule number two, always check your candy. Rule number three, always pass out treats. Rule number four, always wear a costume. All right, I think I feel a little bit better now. (laughs) Respect the dead and blessed Samhain. Blessed Samhain. Happy Halloween. Happy Dia de los Muertos. (laughs) Happy all the things. (laughs) All right, so hopefully you all enjoyed that one. I know it was a bit of a doozy and uh, you may hate us. You may love us. We don't know. But we hope to see you again in the next episode. Uh, Again, we are the Witches Gathering, and thank you, and good night.